You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi. And alongside me, as always, is Paul Guglieri. Ooh, a subdued Paul. Subdued. Yeah. You sound like a man that's been working hard. <sighs> I'm tired, my friend. But Dude, I, I have shown up today, and I am going to do my best to bring my A game. Well, you know what? I'm there with you, my friend, because uh, both of the children are battling something, uh, and it's just been a a bear of a day. So I'm there with you. I'm I, I've got my my Peroni here, I'm drinking an Italian beer. Nice. And I'm going to make my way through this thing as best we can, and as well we should, because it's a hell of an episode we got for you. We are dipping back into our series of retracking albums. Oh my Lanta! Are we excited? Oh. Oh, always a fun exercise, Jason. <laughs> always a fun exercise. I, I'm we sure are, that we we lose listeners by in droves every time we do this. <laughs> I would hope not. Like, what are you guys doing to these albums? <laughs> you know, we're, we're making them better in a way. <laughs> we're also ruining them for others. I don't know. But we're going to do our best. And there's only so many albums left to do in this series. And... We've chosen Backspacer today, so we are going to retrack Backspacer. Um, now, before we get into that, we have to acknowledge what tracks are available uh, for this exercise. Of course, the album, duh. But what B-sides, what one-offs, what recording session demos that we've heard could be made possible? Paul, would you like to regale us with what's available? Well... Uh, if we go to pearljamonline.it. Speaking of our Italian friends. Yeah, exactly. They have a, a great uh, tab dedicated to Pearl Jam's recording sessions. So if we, we take a look at the recording sessions for Backspacer, you're going to get a lot of song names that you've never heard of before. Now, there's a very good op- the chance that some of these songs are actually um, demo names of songs that ultimately ended up on the album. I don't know for sure. Uh, you got songs like Dust, Forward Thinking, In the Time of Man, Agree to Disagree, High Crime, Yonder. This is all the first session, by the way, in December of 2008. I don't know what those tracks are. I don't know if those ultimately became many of the songs that are on the album and they, the, the, the titles of the tracks just shifted. Uh, it could be that those are the um, track listings that each band member brought to the session. So, hey, you know, I've got this little ditty I'm playing, just you know, calling it forward, thinking for now, Eddie puts lyrics to it, it becomes something else. I don't know. Uh, that said, the, the actual songs that grew into something and became a final product in, that did not make it on the album include Santa Cruz, which was recorded in, um, in January of 09. And uh, we also got Of the Earth, which was recorded. I would have, would have loved to hear the studio version of that. Uh, that was recorded in February of 09. And uh, we got Pendulum, which I suppose, if, so, if, if you wanted to include that here, you, you, you could, in theory, the first time it was ever, ever played, 
was uh, here in April of 09 in the backspace recessions. That said, though, um, it, it, I'd be curious to, to hear what that version sounds like. It, it's possible that the finished product that we hear on Lightning Bolt sounds nothing like this demo. Mm. I mean, this could be a Considering very the sessions. raw workshop. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's similar to what we saw with Light Years and some other songs in the early um, uh, binaural sessions where they were they're almost like not night and day from each other. Um, aside from that, though, that's all we got. That what about Turning Mist? Uh, they, they, is that one from there? I don't see that one in here. Turning Mist. I thought it was a part of the uh, a part of the sessions. I mean, it was on the same 2009 fan club single with Santa Cruz. So theoretically, would it not be a part of it? Or no? Yeah, in theory, but uh, I am not finding it. This came out. It was released in 2010. Sorry, the 2010 single. Yeah. So the 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 January of 09, uh, February of 09 was the April. Pardon me. Was the la- the end of of that session? They stopped recording for the album. The album was released in 09. If I, if I, if October, I believe. Yeah. So uh, they in March of 2010 they went back in and did another version of of the Earth. It sounds like that was something that they they kept trying. Yeah, to Yeah, I mean write. that was around since since Avocado. Right. So Turning Mist actually shows up in between. They must have recorded that in between of, right. um, of Backspacer and Lightning Bolt. That, at least that's my read on it, unless okay. I'm missing it here. But you, I'm you're probably not, not seeing it anywhere. So yeah. the point is, is there's not many to choose from beyond the album. Right. So we're, gonna, we're pretty much staying within our means here. Uh, okay. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll take a dive in, my oh, friend. All right, sir. Backspacer. Where are we going to start for Paul? You know what? Um, it's a short album. I think it's like 30 or 30, 39 minutes. 37. So I, 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 37. Thank you. As we, I actually... Uh, I had to argue uh, against it in our episode <laughs> a few months ago. So I knew that it was only 37. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually going to um, exp- experiment quite a bit with this one. I'm going to open up with Unthought Note. We're going to just, you know, Ooh. it's kind of this foray. It's, it's just kind of a slow burn, nice build. Just dive right into the album with this uh, this delving into the human psyche. And so it's almost like a, a mind trip of an album at first, right? I, 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 which, by the way, I think matches the cover in a lot of ways. So I think that... And especially with that brain image in the middle. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it's a pretty cool opening track that I think in many ways thematically and symbolically encapsulates everything visually that we uh, associate with the album, at least on the outset when, when you first open up that, that packaging. Uh, so now, now we're in this space, right? We're in this headspace. And we jump into Johnny Guitar, which I actually think uh, the ending mm. of Unthought Known works as a, a pretty decent segue into Johnny Guitar. So now that we're in this 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 human psyche, right? Uh, we find ourselves operating from the vantage point of this man who falls in love with a woman on Johnny Watson's 1979 album cover, which I think was called uh, "What the Hell Is This?" Was the name of that album. So obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that Johnny Guitar is about. Uh, it's a song from sung from the point of view of this subject who falls in love with this woman, and he's wondering why this woman would rather be one of Johnny's many rather than his only, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's an interesting kind of opening as a subject. So this becomes the subject of the, the, the first half of the episode. So then from there, we go into Force of Nature. 
So this mm. is where the it's the strength of that person in this relationship, right? So he's he's fighting for this relationship, even though he realizes that this woman would rather be with someone else rather than him. So it, it's a very superficial relationship. It's one sided. It's not very fulfilling. But the, the the strength of what drew him or her to uh, him to her, pardon me, is something he can't quite seem to shake. And it's that that force of nature that ultimately draws him in. So then we move into the fixer, where he uh, remains an eternal optimist, and he's trying to uh, uh, convince himself of something. And I, I like this play on the, uh, the fixer. I actually think that it's um, the fixer in its current order, the sequencing of, of back uh, spacer. Uh, it, it it's very um, one dimensional to me, whereas mm. I think in in placement here it adds a new a nuance to it, and it makes the listener question whether or not. Uh, the speaker believes all these positive uh, Ooh, messages. Look at you being dynamic. Yeah, I try. A few times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, it made the song more interesting because it. it made I know you. Cool. You didn't. You. You've never been like super high on this song, so I'm glad no, you found I a way to <clears throat> add a shine to it. Get it? it, it get it? Yeah. Shine? Huh? So, <laughs> what I liked here is the the ability of the speaker to kind of be saying this almost as, as a means of convincing himself. That he believes all this, and then of course uh, we get "Of the Earth," right? Which is a song. Oh, you've added that, it. Okay. I, I had to add it. I know it's a longer song, uh, but w- w- if you look at the lyrics of "Of the Earth," um, it's 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 unique in the sense that it's about a rise and a fall, right? And they're saying something that I don't like on the edge of the earth, on the rise and and the rise and the fall, and they're coming back for more, right? Here to fall, and that's essentially this this awakening for him, where he realizes that this this illusion of a relationship, even if it was all in his head to begin with, it's it's time to come back to reality. It's time to come back to earth, as mm. it were. And uh, of course, what are we left with? We're left with this man still sitting at the bar after everyone has left. There you go. That the speed of sound, yep. right? So if this was a you know a beautiful piece of, of shiny vinyl, the first half would be uh, unthought known. Johnny Guitar, Force of Nature, The Fixer, Of the Earth, and then Speed of Sound. It's its own little story. It's own I love it, yeah. Uh, so then you flip that record, and uh, it's a hard dose of reality, okay? So we, we begin with Gonna See My Friend. So it's a nice hard opening, which is a contrast to the way that the, the first half of the album, Side A, opened with Unthought Known. So Gonna See My Friend, song about going to see a friend, trying to keep that friend off of drugs. Uh, and I follow that up with supersonic which is a song about the love of music right so we have this this idea of trying to you know you're trying to keep your friend off drugs and you're using music as your um, your your remedy it's your therapeutic cure and you're saying look there's so much that you so much living so much um uh solace you can find through music uh, there's not a, a, a feeling known to man that has not been captured in some way by music. So let's let's take a deep dive and do some records, and let's see if we can't find a way to cope and find a way to um, you know triangulate what it is you're going through in our conversation with music. Uh, then we get got some right. So this is time we're, mm-hmm. we're gonna go we're gonna go see a drug dealer who's not gonna give us drugs for you, but rather music. Right? It's a drug dealer selling a great rock song. And then we get amongst the waves, which is that moment where the subject is just kind of alone with his thoughts. And in this case, 
I, I interpret amongst the waves. I'm, I'm moving away from the ocean imagery and I, I'm going more with wavelengths of song, right? Sound Ooh, waves. look at you. So you're, you're amongst the waves of the sounds, right? <laughs> amongst the, the sound waves, as it were. Yeah. And then uh, we settle nicely into just breathe where you found real love, whether it's a love of self or it's a love that you, now that you're, you're healthy again, you're ready to love another person and you find authentic love which is part of the dichotomy of what was inauthentic love on side A, right? So we have um, what not to do on side A and what to do on Man, side I'm B. Man, gonna, I'm going to have a terrible version compared to yours. Tell you uh, what, and right Well, then, of course, we, we finish with the end, which um, I think is a very lovely but also bittersweet reflection on human nature. And uh, I think that like all good things, uh, you know, even the best of things must, must come to an end, uh, e even a great relationship like this. And so... Uh, we, we end the album here the same way we did in the original tracking. So to reiterate, side A, which is kind of delving into that human psyche where we inhabit the point of view of this man who falls in love with a woman on Johnny Watson's album cover, wonders why she would rather be one of Johnny's many rather than his only. Uh, it's that force of nature, track three. That's what's drawing him in. That relationship is toxic, though. He tries to convince himself that it, everything's fine. He's an eternal optimist. He's the fixer. He can fix it. Of the earth is that, you know, shocking just dose of reality. It's time to come back to earth for him. And then speed of sound, we're left with him alone sitting in the bar after everyone has left. And he's just kind of there, you know, um, alone with those thoughts. Uh, we flip that, that record over. We begin with going to see my friend. So completely away from delving into the psyche of, of, of this imaginary subject, we have somebody here trying to keep a friend off drugs. That friend <clears throat> is struggling with that. We move into supersonic, which is about the love of music. This is the tonic. This is the remedy. Uh, then got some, let's go see somebody to help us get this remedy for you. Then amongst the waves is kind of settling in with the, the beauty of those sound waves, kind of finding your way through these trials and tribulations. And then we find real love, whether it's a love of self or a love of someone else with, with uh, just breathe. And then we end with the end. There you go. Backspace. Man, you know, I thought I was going to be, I couldn't wait to do this because I'm like, oh man, this is a really cool arc I got going on here. I can't wait to tell Paul about it. And then here you are dropping dimes. <laughs> man, oh, I'm tired. Here's a fucking A plus. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, <sighs> would, would you be happy? What if I told you that I literally put this together like 15 minutes before we recorded? Well, I don't know that, that it's true, but I would believe it if it was. Tis the truth, my friend. Because that's the kind of person. Time got away from me this week. And I literally, like 15 minutes before, I was like, okay, let me. Get, it was so short. I didn't, I, I almost overestimated how easy it would be. And then I, for the first five minutes, I was like, oh my God, what have I done to myself? And then just the, the, the nut cracked. The nut cracked when I yes. just looked at Unthought Known. I was like delving into the human psyche. Like, wait a minute. And then I started thinking about Supersonic. I started thinking <laughs> about Johnny Tarr. I was like, you know what? I got something here. Now, once I put together that little story, I looked yeah. at the leftover songs and I thought, well, this really dovetails nicely and, and you can really piece this together into its own little, little what tale. A wonderful well. accident. Of, yes. A of wonderful the, accident. Of, my of your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to try and do my best here. Uh, fucking hell. All right, here we go. I am going to start the same way the album really starts. And that's what's going to see my friend. Okay. Musically, I like how this one just bangs in. And for such a positive album, I like that it kind of forces you into that mood right away. I'm not sure 
there's another song on the record that thematically fits super well with it. So I'm going to go with the go logic on how to start an album and just uh, just bangs. Nice. And, and I love that for an album that is so concise. Um, this one is almost a perfect microcosm of the record. And what better way to start it than with this song? So I'm going to I'm going to agree with the boys and say, bang, going to see my friend out of, out of the gate. Copy I'm that. going next, though to force of nature so early on like you i think it was smart to keep the energy up on the real record with godson but i like force of nature here instead it's not as high intensity as gonna see my friend but i really like getting this story of love up nice and early this this song should really be front and center rather than the last second to last track of the album not only do i think this slightly up-tempo song uh, keeps the energy up, but it keeps the tone up as well. I really want something truly positive at the top here. There are some songs in this album, as you mentioned, that aren't as celebratory uh, of such things, and I couldn't let them live this early on in the album. We have to stay high. So from there, I'm going to go to Just Breathe. I know it's only track three, but this track seems destined to be amongst Force of Nature, and I love it following said track. I think there's a little trilogy of sorts yeah with, i see that with with that song this song in the next one as well uh but for s- the same reasons that force of nature is early on so is just breathe and it, we're already three songs in but there's a lot of dynamics here there's a lot of di- i mean the, this the, this album is very concise as a whole but these three songs are very different uh, amongst them um i think that's key for an album that's so short and generally living in the same thematic ballpark and i like the listener exposed to a variety of musical flavors early on so we're going to go with just breathe at number three number four i'm going amongst the waves i mentioned a trilogy of sorts i think this one works perfectly with force of nature and just breathe uh, i believe you had amongst the waves leading into just breathe and yours right in mine, I had that right? exact sequence. Yeah. Among slaves leading so just having yeah. them side by side, we both agree. Um, is there anything well, more? I went amongst the waves and then just breathe. I no, I know. We had them, we had them side by side, but we just reversed the order. Right, right, right. right. Um, I don't think there's anything more important than celebrating love and being in love. And, and so there's nothing more positive. And even though we'll hit on some harder truths in a little bit. I thought it was important to get the listener to this headspace out front. And this song feels like the natural reaction, maybe even an epilogue to what the subject goes through in the previous two songs. You got the solo, you got this final chorus and the outro. It's very, very uplifting. Uh, you feel like there's nothing you can't accomplish. The album to this point has built up, built us up to feel, um, as Eddie would eventually write, invincible. And we'll we'll need that confidence to weather some of the minor storms ahead. The first one being, of course, Johnny Guitar. Mm. So again, energy stays up, but we switch gears just a bit. Uh, Johnny Guitar is often derided as filler, maybe, or B-side level material. Um, the more I listen to this track, the more I disagree with that. And sure, it's you know kind of a silly story that Ed created out of the album cover that you mentioned. Um, but I think the feeling of why not me? Why does she like the other guy or girl? Especially when, the, when you're younger is very, very universal. And I always say that if you want to truly appreciate the highs, you've got to completely feel the lows. Now, this isn't the lowest of lows by any means, especially in the Pro Jam catalog. But in the context of this album, it's just one of the more challenging moments and the challenges of the heart, shall we say. So going from there, 
I dovetail right into speed of sound. I think at this point, we're ready to bring the pace down again. Another track people often either don't like or wish was the original acoustic demo. Uh, the, that demo is lovely, but I, I love what the band did with the album version. I think you and I would agree. Yeah. Um, in a way, you can argue that this is a positive reaction to the song before uh, Injana Guitar. And by that, by that, I mean the end of the song shifts us right. out of the out of the negative headspace um it might sound funny to say positive but there's there's just a realistic realization in this song that's necessary to kind of ground the subject so i, I mean it in that sense in the in the in the big picture it's a positive from there we go into unthought known it's time to use that realization to build one's self back up feel the sky blanket you with gems and rhinestones just magical it's just magical that that, that path is for you to walk on. I love it. <laughs> Even if you don't get the girl you thought you wanted, Johnny Guitar, there is something and someone out there for you. Really inspiring song to be the best version of yourself and doing so without being a dick about it. So I like that song living there. And then from there... Nice dichotomy there. Thank you. Thank you. From there, we're going to go into Got Some. And you know what? Not everybody will feel what you feel. Not everyone will have that healthy journey along the path of love that you, the listener, have had to this point. So hell, let's help them out. What do you need to feel better? What do you need to feel like the best version of yourself? Hell, it might just be a rock song or it could be more. Either way, the subject herein feels so emotionally healthy that they're ready to take on others' shortcomings in that capacity. This is all helped by the energetic nature of the music. So how can you listen to this and not feel like you can take on the world? Of course you can. So with that positivity and that confidence, it's the fixer. I like Got Some Into The Fixer in this scenario. I agree with you on the album, for real, it doesn't hit the right way, but I think in this iteration, it does. Uh, I think these two are kind of sister songs. And this tune, we hear all the ways that the subject of the previous song can offer relief to their friends and loved ones. Again, there's a confidence and a drive to make things better here. And I can totally see why this was the lead single of the album, because it's it's the most in-your-face version of that message on the album. I also like how this song gives way to the next song with its fade-out, and that is Supersonic. It's almost like a false ending, and we nearly end the record with the same in-your-face energy as we started it. Ed alludes to music fixing what ails you and got some. Well, here, it's a pure celebration of that very fact. Whatever you got, hopefully love, let's celebrate that with a fun rock and roll song. All the progress we've made in this album, this is the song to let your hair down and say, hell yeah, we made it. The problem, of course, <laughs> with life <laughs> is that even... If it's amazing, it will always end at some point and sometimes too early. So, of course, we're ending with the end. It's a depressing way to end such an album of love and celebration, uh, but it wouldn't be a Pearl Jam album if there weren't an anchor. And there's no way this song could be anywhere else on the album for me. And although it's a bummer, it's also a stark reminder to the listener that life is short and fragile and to really be in the moment and honor the good stuff that we just spent the previous 34 minutes celebrating. It's as simple as that. Feel the highs, 
and the lows equally. And yeah, there I am. There I am. I got, I got backspacer in that order. So I'll do it one more time for you. I've got going to see my friend force of nature, just breathe amongst the waves, Johnny guitar, speed of sound, unthought known, got some, the fixer, supersonic, the end. I chose all the same songs. I did not add or remove anything. Just tweak the order a little bit. Um, so yeah, what thoughts? I love it, man. I thought uh, that there's a nice narrative in there. I like the dichotomy, like I mentioned, but I thought that um, there's a nice seamless uh, connection musically. The, the, mm. the, the music of each song seems to really flow in and out of each other in ways that I think uh, I was, you know, normally that's my preferred method to, to, to right. build. And so I, uh, I went lyrically this time, which is a little, we did a reversal. We did. Yeah. I, I think I did something like that for another retracking a while back, but uh, uh, usually that's not my preferred way to go, but th- it seemed to be the right path for me this time. But uh, I, I like it again. We, uh, we uh, once again, we, once uh, again, took, Two, two roads dive, <laughs> okay, as Robert I'm sure Frost. you would say. Yeah, hey, good, good call, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I paid attention a couple of times in, in English class. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let us know what you think about that. I'm sure you have your own thoughts. You're either yelling or praising us through that entire spiel. Um, comment in the section on whatever social media platform you're your app to use and let us know your retracking for backspacer and we will uh we'll check it out and respond to you and and uh and say hello with that though let's get to our lyric of the week all right lyric of the week time gotta stay on brand gotta go with backspacer so we're taking a shot with got some All right, Paul, what do you think about this section from Got, from, uh, got Some? Uh, it's very frenetic, obviously. And, um, you know, when you, when you anchor this song in, in its root, which is let's, let's sell music. You know, let's, let, let's re- again, <laughs> they did this with Spin the Black Circle, right? And they got themselves in a lot of hot water at the time. I don't think it was done intentionally, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, but, you know, we were living at a time in the 90s where, you write a song about vinyl and somehow it was misinterpreted as a song about heroin. Um, I understand why at the time people could make those connections. Uh, something similar here, right? If this song came out in, you know, 93, 94, I think the, the same controversy would, would have erupted. I got but, some, if you need it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, really, but it's so fascinating. It is. But what I love about this song is, is it, it's like the, the bastard stepchild of, uh, spin the black circle in a lot of ways. Um, and there was absolutely like the needle moved, n- n- not an ounce or an inch, pardon me. Uh, there was no controversy. I mean, this song just kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. interesting to see how our culture has shifted uh, over the years, but nonetheless, you know, get it now, get it on before it's gone. Let everybody carry on, carry on. Uh, I like the, the urgency of these lyrics. Mm. And, and I think it's important because if you're really struggling with something and the mindset is music can save, then there's no time to waste. 
this second half here, precipitation, which side are you on? Are you on the rise? Are you falling down? I've always found the imagery fascinating. When you just think about precipitation and <laughs> how it how it emer- how it becomes, how it rises. You have to, to go back surface. to physics class in high school and be like, wait, hold on. You do, Condensation, you do. evaporation. But then it begins to, as it heats, obviously it begins to, to kind of run down whatever uh, surface it's on. And uh, I thought, but it, it was the precursor to that, right? It was heat that essentially causes both. Um, and so the heat of life, obviously, is what causes us to buckle. And we have to decide whether or not we're going to rise from that heat mm-hmm. or whether or not we're going to cascade down the surface of what, whatever our lives are based on and just find ourselves running off the edge of it. And so I think that there's a lot more happening in these lyrics than I ever gave them credit for. I know this is not the first time it's happened on this show where we would take a deep dive into a set of lyrics and realize, man, there, there, there's a lot more under the surface here than I think I realized. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always, by the way, a set of lyrics that I did not care for. And I think that um, it wasn't until I really sat down and and forced myself to kind of dig a little bit with these that I started to appreciate them a little bit more. So I'm I'm there with you. Um, When I was looking at, you know, what song to choose this week from the album, and we don't have any left from the album. I'm like, you know what? We're going to have to choose this song at some point. Let's just do it. And yeah, just like Save You, for example, it it just, it forces you to take another look at a song that on the surface is like, precipitation what side are you on what the hell does that mean yeah yeah it's about seizing the moment it's about you know i I think it's about seeing someone a little down and wanting to cheer them up you know that's that's the obvious part but i think it's about reminding those around you that they have a choice they can choose happiness they can choose to remain in despair Uh, as is the style with this album it's about finding positivity amongst the negative ed isn't just offering up a question he's offering a solution i've got some whatever you need some of them, like as you mentioned, some have interpreted the song as a drug song. Yeah, I, I disagree, um, just as you do. I, th- I think it really is just Ed saying, "Hey, man, do you need some help? Do you need a friend? I got you. Whatever you need, I'm there for you." That, that's kind of what it is. Um, presenting the problem that you might have with the precipitation lines of of what is possible. You could do this. You could do that. But I'm here to help you rise and not fall. Yeah. Let's go. No, no time to overthink it. Let's go, man. I'm here for you. Let's go. And so it's almost like the vibe here is so similar to Stip and my favorite lyric from verses from Leash. I am a guide. I'm sorry. I'm no guy, but I'm by your side. I'm right by your side. It's very in, much in the same world. So have a look at this song again. Um, when it, my, my first reaction to this song that I ever, I ever got was uh, when they played it on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien, which, by the way, yeah, if you guys are, if you guys recall, a very short-lived program, <laughs> but they they were on that show and they they debuted, got some as it wasn't even the lead single, but they played it on on that show. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, this came out of nowhere, but never really gave the lyrics the necessary amount of thought. Right. So I would encourage all of you to go kind of go back. You know, sometimes you can go on, you can type in like, you know, Pearl Jam song, song meaning, or like you'll find a forum, you'll find, and people will be chiming in about it. And you might get something out of it, you might not. I think this is one of those songs that deserves another look. Yeah. Well said, my friend. Let's then 
move to its best live version in our live cut of the week. Okay, so back to his tour. Where and when? So we're going to San Diego on October mm-hmm. 9th, but what, there's a few reasons why I, I find this cut interesting. Number one, in order for this to truly excel as a live version, it really does hinge on Matt Cameron. Mm-hmm. That, that, those rolling drums, I mean, and he, he has to be on his A game, I think, for this song to thrive. And it, not that he isn't ever on his A game. <laughs> At least I've never heard him, you know, uh, stumble like this, but. Uh, he he shines man i mean he is just a bullet train on the run in this version here and uh the pacing is outstanding they're tight uh, there's a lot of energy in the crowd I like the idea that you know eddie's eddie's back home in san diego and he's selling rock you know what i mean he's the <laughs> dealer selling rock it's it's there's just a lot of By cool way, rock meaning that. rock and roll not not crack rock R- exactly thank you thank you <laughs> for all those still uh, thinking about <laughs> drugs <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> So, you know, it's the setting's perfect for this song and Matt is electric. And I think the rest of the band just kind of um, feeds off that energy as well. Uh, it's also, I might add, uh, the version that was selected for uh, live on 10 legs, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, uh, it, it's pretty, pretty clearly a well-regarded version of the song. So the band agrees. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Well, then let's go to San Diego on October 9th, 2009.
You know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the band being tight and Matt being amazing because it's literally the first note I had. The band is super tight and Matt is like a machine on this one is what I wrote. Incredible. Um, I think it's interesting too that Ed sounds out of breath for, for most of this, which it actually, it works. It works in tandem with the music. But also, it's probably just because it's later on. It's very late in the main set. That's probably why he's doing yeah. that. But it's, you know what? Considering the theme of trying to tell everyone that you can, that you're here to help them out, I don't mind that. And I, I think because the music the music in the band is so in the pocket. And I think there was another song. What, what the hell was the song that we said sounded like the best version of it? Or, I'm sorry, it sounded like the like the album as clean as the album, but elevated. Well, which one was that we did recently? Oh gosh. I'd have to go back to the last couple of, uh, that's going to drive me crazy. Done. Yeah, I know. I can't recall, but the point is that you need to have at least Matt match the, uh, precision of the album. Otherwise a song, this chaotic can fall off the rails very easily. And it doesn't. So, Kudos to the boys. I, I I love this track. I love this. I love seeing the guys in San Diego. Um, if you're going uh, on May 3rd, the start of the Gigaton tour. Oh my God, it's happening. It's a week away. Um, or two weeks away, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Um, no, it's a week away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're there, man. We're there. Uh, so you guys are going to be out there a week from now or less if you're listening to this on a Wednesday or Thursday. All those going to San Diego, enjoy yourselves at the Via House Arena. And, um, and yeah. Hopefully, maybe they'll play this one again. I don't know. Maybe. Well, there you go, guys. That's the episode. Uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe. We have to feed the algorithm. There it is. And uh, follow us on the social medias so we can. Uh, medias is incorrect um, English, and Paul will have my ass for that, but I don't care. I'm adding <laughs> the ass. I don't give a shit. You do you. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to. Uh, my, my Peroni is nearly done, so I'm going to finish that up. But uh, we will see you next week. And we've got uh, an episode about um, about a tour, about about track list, not track list, about set lists that we're going to do. So uh, in, in honor of kicking off the tour, we'll do something in that nature. And um, yeah, have a lovely week. And we will see you the next time. And until you do, until we do, you've been listening to The State of Love and Trust. Thank you.